time in memoriam. A simpler way to live. And a simpler way everything can kill you. Welcome fellow travelers to the Gaius Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller podcast. We are your guides, Jameson and Scully. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're starting a new series called How Has the Human Race Survived? Big question mark. So this this particular episode is going to cover the Victorian era and even into the Edwardian era, so into the 19-teens. I don't know how we even survived the Victorian or Edwardian <laughs> ages. Um, I We were kind of just discussing this. I've just barely scratched the surface of the amount of crap that I'm surprised people did here. and consumed in that era you told me some things before we even did this and i'm just like how is this even possible so in the victorian era it was the beginning of industry right so mass manufacturing you had um you know the booming of cities Mm -hmm. and cleanliness was next to godliness in their eyes there was a big uh, resurgence. I don't even really want to call it resurgence. Because up until that that time, really, everybody was kind of stanky. Well, they still were stanky. Yeah. They still were very stanky. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> like bathing every other week or something like that. Well, bathing just became very popular. Um, and actually, in the Victorian era is when indoor plumbing became uh, came into vogue. It's gonna be big. I mean, honestly, it's crazy that washing your ass was fashionable. <laughs> well, okay, so as I said, cleanliness was next to godliness, which was one of the big mottos of the era. Right. Which was also quite comical, considering that everything was so dirty. Everything was so gross. So you had people washing their clothing on a regular basis, which is good, yeah. but white linen and lace and satins and all these really fine luxe fabrics became very popular with the wealthy. Of course. How do you think they kept them white? Oh, God. I don't want to even know. Besides bleach? They didn't have bleach back then. Well, Really? They, they had forms of it, but... Oh, yeah. One of the earliest forms of bleach. So, a little um, hint... The ancient Romans used this as well. Oh, I have no idea. Urine. Really? Urine contains ammonia, which is a cleaning, a cleaning agent. agent. So, yes, um, there was that. So uh, people were cleaning their clothes with piss. Pretty much, yes. Isn't that the opposite of being clean? In our eyes, yes. I mean, now, modern day, yes. But apparently, maybe they put it through some kind of... You know, I didn't dive that deep into it. I, I would hope they, I would hope they do, because it would be very unsanitary if they were just washing clothes and piss. Well, and not only that, but all of the... Especially in Victorian London... Huh? Whoops. Uh, in Victorian London, all of the uh, sewage just mm-hmm. went right into the river. So there was the quote-unquote miasma... Which made people ill. Not a... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, we're le- I'm leaving that in quotations. Yeah. Um, and so the miasma of the city would make people ill. Not everything else that's on this list. Wow. So we're going to go get started with one of my favorite uh, 
topics, which is additives in foods. Which is not just a modern thing. It is not just a modern thing. Actually, it's actually worse back then. <laughs> yes, actually, it is much worse back then. Um, this actually began in the Victorian era. Mm-hmm. So with the boom in population, there is more need for bread. Oh, yeah, you were saying And this. Mm-hmm. one of the things, as I said, everything needed to be white. White was pure. So people really liked white bread. Which, you know, my joke was like, oh, they just liked Wonder Bread. How original. Original. Right. Well, to cut down on the cost of flour, Mm -hmm. they would put additives to make it more white and to use less wheat to, you know. Well, yeah, I can understand that. You know, cut costs. Except the, um, the things that they were using were plaster of Paris, uh, chalk, and alum. So basically, they were turning people's stomachs into art projects. Well, yes, they, they were um, turning people into art projects internally. Um, and alum, for those who don't know, is an aluminum uh, aluminum for us Canadian um, aluminum based for us Canadian uh, and British uh, followers. Yes, uh, an aluminum based um, al- alkaloid. I yeah. think that's what they call it. Yeah, I call it. Look at my name, my notes. Well, actually, now it's used in detergents. I mean, we still have it around today. I would assume, yeah. Yeah, I just have aluminum-based compound. Mm. I'm, that's pretty bad. Yeah. So one of the big problems was people are dying of malnutrition. Because there's no food in it. Yeah, they're they are consuming... Oh, how very good omens. Yeah, they were uh, consuming plaster. I, I mean, it's no better than eating paste. Yeah, I think they would probably have gotten more nutrition from, from paste. E- yeah, because horse hooves and all that nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so you had that issue. A funny thing, I watched a, I think it was a BBC documentary, and they baked things uh, the way they would in the Victorian era. And they're like, which one of these, they had like three or four loaves of bread, which one of these would be healthiest? And the woman picks up the nice dark, you know, heavy, you know, brown bread. Oh, God, I and know she goes, going. Yes, we know nowadays that this is actually healthier for you. But in the Victorian times, they would want this. And they looked at, you know, what looked like the predecessor to Wonder Bread. Uh-huh. Except, like, she dropped it and it just sounded like a brick because it had plaster of Paris in it. Now, obviously, nobody ate it, but they just I made would this hope not. to, to so, illustrate what it would example. be like. That was absolutely fascinating to me. Um, as I delve in, when I found out they put the alum in it, I was just kind of like, nope, we're done. I, that just sounds like a sick joke that, that people were just like, let's just, what can we put in food? How many people can we kill off tricking them into eating uh, their normal stuff? Yeah. Well, I mean, additives and food became very popular back then. Plus, they didn't have the refrigeration or the shipping abilities that no, we had. No, I mean, or preservatives. Or preservatives. Yeah. So. Things, you know, you had to eat it in a couple days. So you also had things like boric acid and milk. You're saying this. Yes. So um, people are familiar with borax, which is, again, we use it for cleaning. Cleaning. Uh, They used to put this in milk to take away the sour smell and taste. Well, unfortunately, they, people, especially children, were consuming lethal doses of boric acid. Drinking milk, you know, Mm -hmm. bone density and all that stuff. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, as a kid, you'd probably drink your weight in milk. Mm -hmm. You have X amount of borax in it. 
Well, yeah, it's going to kill you. And you have to think of it this way. People are like, well, why did they drink so much milk? Well, the water was very unsanitary. Yeah. So drinking things like milk, even though it is, you know, dangerous. And unpastorous. healthier than... Drinking water. Drinking water. Same with beer, actually. It's really funny. Oh, yeah. I saw beer. I saw an image of a little kid who looked like he was working in a coal mine, and back then he probably was. Probably. And he literally had, like, this little pint of beer with oh, him. Oh, yeah. Like, and a I near, was just like... I think there's a lot of, the, the, like, near beer for kids. Or, oh, you no. Know, it, was it, was like beer. it was full beer. Full beer? It was full Because I know beer. there were some countries that did, like, like, beer for kids. Well, I mean, they do have that nowadays. Yeah, near beer or but whatever. But back yeah. then, you have to think, as I they, said. They were working full grown-up jobs. Well, they were. I mean, they were making money for the family. And as I said, with water being so insanitary, it was more common to drink wine and I was about to say wine ale. and beer. Yeah, beer, yeah. Uh, but one of the problems with the boric acid is it masked a deadly bacteria. So it ended up masking the bovine TB bacteria, which is responsible for tuber- tuberculosis. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Not one bit, honestly. I wish I could say that I was surprised about them masking a deadly disease. Well, here's the thing. I mean, it it survived because the milk was unpasteurized. Sure, yeah. I honestly don't think it was like an intentional thing. Like today, we we you know we love conspiracies. You know, they're purposely poisoning us. Right. I'm still not completely sold um, that that didn't happen, especially in the 50s and 60s. Right. However. In this, I think they were just trying to preserve the milk to and, get the best and hope, um, hoping rice. for the best. And you have to think as much as like we make we say everything is so regulated nowadays. Yeah. After doing research on what little bit I have, like I'm super glad we have these regulations because I mean bovine. Like, yeah, tuberculosis doses. was a terrible thing, especially in the um, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, I don't remember what it was, but something you could, excuse me, you could smell like the sourness in the milk where the bacteria um, had been growing. Mm-hmm. So since you neutralize that smell, you really kind of missed it. Right. And you wouldn't know. Nope. Which brings me to the next thing I found, the uh, Little Cherub Feeding Bottles. Oh, yeah, we didn't discuss this one before, so I'm just, just, I'm just, I'm going to be, I can only imagine the terror. So, the idea is actually quite genius. It's the predecessor to the uh, bottle, the baby bottle. Oh, okay, the one we know of. The one we know of, Mm -hmm. Um, except it was a glass bottle that people would put milk in. Um, and had a rubber tube with the little suckle at the end. Right. So the baby could, you know, hold it and, you know, feed himself. Actually, the design, even though it looks, it looks quite medieval, uh, is actually pretty simple. There's just one major downside. Oh, God. It's really, really hard to clean. And so it, uh, so yeah. it would grow stuff in it, wouldn't it? It would grow bacteria. So you have not only the problem with the milk and the um, bovine TB, you know, bacteria growing in there because it was so hard to um, it was so hard to clean. And there was a woman who was the like, I guess I could call her like the Martha Stewart of her time. Hey, now. Um, let's see. What was her name? Oh, yeah. 
um, the home guru is what they called her. Did she um, go to uh, jail for insider trading as well? well <laughs> she, she should go to jail for this. Uh, Mrs. Beaton, it was her name. She Mrs. Claimed, Beaton? B-E- yes, Mrs. B-E-E-T-O-N. Mm. Uh, claimed that it wasn't necessary to clean the bottle um, for two to three weeks. So now obviously we know milk sours, bacteria can grow on things. And I mean, it's a long rubber tube. It's going to be ridiculously hard to clean. Without these, boiling it, basically. Yeah. So these bottles became known as murder bottles because children <laughs> would get sick. Only in the Victorian age where they come up with something called the murder bottle. <laughs> I mean, th- this is absolutely... This is also... I'll, 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 tech, I'll touch on that here in a minute. Um yeah, so doctors eventually, you know, caught on. It's like, don't use this. But it was so convenient for mothers of the time that they still used it. and Because yeah, they had nothing else. Well, they didn't have anything else. And, you know, talking about it's only in the Victorian era, this was the same era that had the electric belt that you wrapped around your waist and your genitals, which would give shocks of electricity to help cure tiredness, impotency, and I cannot say that word. Well, impetus, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, that ed, uh, yeah, basically. Uh, so what the hell? Yeah, I mean, it's th- this era. It's the beginning of like all the inventions of the things that we commonly hold dear today, and we take for granted. Right. But there were a lot of trial, trial and, and error. error. A lot of more like error. <laughs> There's a lot of error. Well, and you also have to remember one of the things with, um, you know, Gothic culture, a lot of people gravitate to the Victorian era, the Victorian Gothic, the new Gothic, yeah. um, neo-Gothic architecture, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Well, they were surrounded by death. Yeah, I, so you I had mean, children dying at a young age. You had adults dying at, you know, random times. Um, things were from very, miasma from miasma yeah when i when i read that one i rolled my eyes <laughs> so hard um uh, because there's, there's a so joke much, in there somewhere i'm just I, yeah I, it's escaping me um wasn't there an anime where the the like big thing was the miasma yes i believe so I don't remember what it's called, but yes, I, I'm I'm recollecting there is a there is a was it Inuyasha? It might be. It's been forever since I've it's been forever I, it's since I watched, watched that. Because I, I remember back in the day when I worked for them, that show was on like repeat yeah. all the time. They would get to like the middle of the show and then restart it. Yeah, I never understood that one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, the entire time I was reading about the miasma, miasma. and, uh, all of Which that. Which just makes me think of like somebody with, <laughs> yeah. with miasma. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, another fascinating thing, and we see these, uh, memes and pictures float around the internet today, mm-hmm. which talk about Victorian and, um, early 1900s, mostly Edwardian medicine. Right. So one of the things that actually sparked this this whole series that we're going to do, uh, it'll be broken up between here and there because right, we have to do, do a lot of yeah. research on these things, is I saw a tooth medicine that contained cocaine. I mean, they put it, that stuff in everything back then. Cocaine was readily available. Um, Bayer released the first branded heroin as a cough syrup 
Yeah, bear like we know today, like bear aspirin. They're just handing out heroin. They just did heroin. And th- this is the thing. Like, oh, it's somebody got a headache. Here, take a little heroin. <laughs> I I kid you not. We know there was something else they used for headaches. Oh, God. Uh, when I found out they released this as a, and I'm putting big quotations, a non-addictive cough medicine, I literally slammed my head against my desk. It's heroin. Yeah, we we know. We know nowadays what it is. Back then, they didn't. That's like people getting like addicted to latinum and stuff. Well, funny that you mentioned that. Uh, you know what that is? Opium, right? Yep, it is opium. opium. So um, Queen Victoria would use. She hated smoking, so she would actually take a tincture of latinum in the morning. It was opium that was dissolved in 99.9% alcohol. So she's getting drunk and high at the same time. And ruling a country. And ruling the country. Wow. Yeah. So, and then also another thing that was used, of course, we're going to get into this, arsenic. Arsenic was used to treat syphilis. Oh, you have a disease. Here, take some poison. I mean, that's basically what we do now. I mean, yeah, cancer and you get radiation. So, yeah, might as well just, you know, just give me the straight up poison. So, arsenic was used in absolutely freaking everything. It yeah, you was used in, in coloring and pi- pigments. It mm. was used in medicine. It was used a lot like, um, oh, crap, uh, asbestos. Which asbestos was actually, that was one of the fascinating things I found out. Asbestos was, asbestos was used in clothing. That's crazy. I don't know how. Like, and I now didn't we, really... none of those commercials like, have you been in a building that's had asbestos? Yeah. Well, it was, <laughs> it was um, fire resistant. That's People why they used Walking it. around in wool coats coated in asbestos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was absolutely like bizarre. The amount of materials that use both arsenic and asbestos. Like, if we went back in time to this era, we'd literally freak out. Oh, we would. The Today's society, if they went back in time, they would die. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, my one of my family members is kind of a germaphobe. Like, she would just, she would absolutely. Our flip. constitutions are not strong enough for that time. Oh, not at all. So, arsenic was used in a color called... Shales, shales green or Sheely's green mm-hmm. uh, was one of the most popular colors of the era because it was very vibrant. Well, arsenic was used to color it, but it's also used to kind of make sure that it stayed um, on the walls. And that's also why I found this out, which is also why they use lead because the lead would be a better binding agent in everything. And I it mean, would help keep and that would, paint and... I was going to say, but that was used up until like... Yeah. I mean, lead... 60s, yeah, 70s. Lead in paints and, and wallpapers. I mean, that was used up into the modern era. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. People, kid, that's, you know, the joke, did you eat lead paint when you were a kid? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, growing up in the 80s, that was still a thing. So, um, it became extremely popular because, especially in home decor, because the... I guess it was the European Union, I guess. I guess we could call it that. I don't know what it was at the time. Yeah, I don't know what it was uh, back then. Repealed in 1851 
the window tax. So they, I mean, listen, I'm absolutely not surprised about that kind of thing anymore. So before 1851, you could be taxed on the number of windows, which is why a lot of old buildings have like two or three windows and they're really small. So once you were able to build and have more windows, it let more light in. Everything was brighter. So that's why you saw the beautiful reds, the deep greens yeah, and all of those, these those colors were made from poisonous materials yes um red especially i forget the the chemical compound but red was um very toxic that's it forget australia england in the victorian age everything is there to kill you everything is literally there to kill you (laughs) so the way it actually worked is they put these things on the wall and people would feel ill Well, they'd go out to the countryside and feel better and get all the fresh air and so that's why they're like oh the miasma of the city is just waning my health no it's not it's the lead filled it's the arsenic filled uh wallpaper, wallpaper in your in your study so <laughs> it actually so the compound let's see if i can find it here uh so the compound that was actually used for Sheely's Green um, was uh, copper arsenate. So, yeah, copper arsenate was what was used to color the walls uh, and clothing and everything. I'm speechless. I mean, when I said... They oh, used, here's the thing. They, don't, they didn't really know any better. They didn't really know any better, and it was a cheap way of doing things. Right. So, again, it's one of those things that... You know, the industry is booming. There weren't very many regulations. Right. So this was the beginning of all this. And then obviously once they found out, yeah, quite apparent, then they're like, well, we need to really, we need to really, really take care of this. Um, Which I mean, probably still took a long time. (laughs) Well, yeah, because a lot of these things, well, let's use radium. Radium was used as a health tonic in the Edwardian up to the um 1920s radium radium so they put radium um they would put water on radium and then bottle it and sell it as a health tonic they also used radium obviously we know it um for things that glow in the dark um there was something known as the radium girls which were women who would paint little numbers on um watches and well, the order to get the paintbrushes super thin, they would stick it in their mouth and pull out to get a nice fine point. Well, the radium started decaying their, their jaw bones. They started having deformities. They started going crazy. I mean, radium is absolutely awful for you. Well, all of this is. Mm-hmm. And they even put radium on condoms. Well, if they wanted to people not to have sex, it's a, it's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that one, I just, I had to scratch my head. Do you want your Johnson the glove? Put this condom on. Well, so, <laughs> also, condoms back then were reusable. Yeah, they were. Because yeah. they were made of um, sheets, bladder. sheets bladder. Yeah, sheets bladder. Um, also was really expensive and uh, would... Uh, take a week to make i think i don't know i watched somebody actually make one it was fascinating uh however radium was used in everything as well well i wouldn't say everything but a good number of things it was good and it used in a good number of things as well as you know being sold as health remedies and people from this time period just absolutely raved about it there was a woman uh who uh <laughs> ran i don't remember was an an article or 
Um, let's see. There was a newspaper or periodical, I guess we'll call it, mm-hmm. called Ugly Girl Papers, uh, which used, and they would use trace amounts of opium in lettuce leaves um, on their skin overnight to <laughs> um, help, to help, what would they do? It would help brighten their skin and they'd wash it off with ammonia. What the hell? Yeah. And, Seriously. And there was a, am, uh, a woman, like a very, very high, um, I don't really want to call her a celebrity, but I don't know what else to call her. An influencer. A, a kind of an influencer of the time who went to, I believe it was Bolivia or Bermuda. I don't know. One of the, It was either Bolivia or Bermuda. I can't remember which one it was. Uh-huh. But they said that the women would bathe in arsenic springs. Oh my, how did we survive? I don't know. And they, she said she actually, she actually admitted that it was bad for people's health, but quote, she'd never seen skin so beautiful. That was falling off their bodies? Yeah, well, and then you also have the mercury eyeshadow, you have the lead-based eyeshadow. Um, makeup wasn't really popular um, back then, especially in the Victorian area, or Victoria especially back in the Victorian era All right. because they were um, reserved for ladies of the night. But yet again, the pigments they use were highly, highly poisonous and toxic with lead and oh my God, lead and mercury. Um, we're all mad as hatters around here. Well, and one of the high, the high society ladies would actually use um, drops made from the belladonna plant to drop in their eyes so their eyes would dilate and they'd look more seductive. So it'd be a lot like the, um, now that I think about it, you know those uh, Japanese uh, contact yes. lenses that yes. make you have more of that anime eye? Oh my That's God. basically what it was. Wow, I am, I, this is insane. And for those who don't know what the belladonna plant is, it is more commonly known as deadly nightshade and is highly poisonous. So, these high society, highfalutin ladies are putting nightshade drops in their eyes mm-hmm. to make them look more seductive. And then accidentally dropping a bit in their husband's tea so that, uh, oh no, we can oh, collect the insurance, insurance money. Oh, what's that one drop, two drop? Oh, I just, I put the whole bottle in there. Oh no. Well, and this was also the era before we had the, um, there's a law that put in place to distinguish like the different types of chemicals because back then everything was sold in just plain boxes and people oh, mix would ups. mix up arsenic with sugar. <laughs> so the, the arsenic and old lace, the, the, the joke so about how putting do you the arsenic take your in the tea. tea. So two, two lumps of sugar or two lumps of arsenic. <laughs> yeah. I Surprise mean, me. It, it's absolutely <laughs> fascinating. Well, and people ended up dying because, of the different poisons. Yeah. So they weren't like labeling them. Is that what's going well, on? They would label them, but I mean, if boxes. they were in the same box, so you have a box with a circle and one says sugar and one says arsenic. arsenic. You could just mistakenly just, just take grab because oh. they were like the same colors. It was, it was very, very, um, similar odd times. Yeah. So wow. then, um, later on and that this maybe have went into the 20th century. I don't remember, but they actually put laws in place so that people would have so that companies would have to distinguish between what is poisonous and what is, you know, baking goods. Wow. Yeah. 
I made you this cake. It's to die for. <laughs> right. Um, one thing, the um, Doughboy Prophylactic Kit, uh, oh, God. which was made by uh, the Reese Chemical Co. in Columbus, or Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I don't remember why I wrote that on there. Probably because it had something terrible in it. Oh, I'm sure it has. Well, it was. I, I remember reading about it um, because they gave these to soldiers to help prevent the spread of STDs. Because especially during World War One, that was yeah. a huge problem. And also, condoms were really frowned upon back then. Well, so, back then, yeah. Well, and also really expensive. So yeah, the I don't remember why I wrote that down, but. The different prophylactic kits to prevent diseases, just terrifying in general. And nowadays, you know, it's like, oh, make sure you got a condom, practice all the safe stuff. And back then it's like, oh, it takes a week. It's coated. It's coated in deadly, deadly chemicals. I wouldn't want to wear one either. Oh, I, I finally found the note. Um, the Art of Beauty or Secrets of Something. I can't read my handwriting. Um, by Lola Montez. So, The Art of Beauty uh, by Lola Montez. She went to Bohemia and saw women there who bathed in the Arsenic Springs. So, um, I actually really want Arsenic to find... That's, yeah. That is the most batshit crazy thing I've ever heard. Well, it reminds me of the... Like the river of blood in was it Antarctica? Yes. Um, where I mean, obviously, it's just it's iron and salt, right? That is just pouring out um, in the river. But I mean, that's what it reminds me of, and that's all I see is like people just like ah, just like ah, oh bathing in nasty. this, and I'm just like and they're just like ah, and they like it just reminds me somebody's gonna come out of that like the that one guy in RoboCop where he gets mm -hmm. covered in the toxic waste. He's all like, Bleh. yeah, that's all I see. Well, that's that's all I see with all of this. Like, like just death, death yeah. and dying. Like I have a headache. I'm just gonna die now. Yeah, they're just rolling that ones with everything. I mean, yeah. There were there are also a lot of charlatans, obviously. Oh, so, snake oil charmers. Snake yeah. oil charmers. I mean, there's a lot of that. Uh, one of the big things that I found interesting was obviously with the invention of indoor plumbing. Uh, came uh, the lavatories, the water closets, or here in the West, we call them bathrooms. Bathrooms. So they would have copper bathtubs. Well, they had water, but instead of um, boiling down in the kitchen and then bringing it up and right. pouring it in, like they actually would have, uh, they would actually have gas piped to a little heater, little flame heater, that would heat up the bathtub. And they're copper, so naturally it's like a copper pot. Yeah. Downside is, it's like a copper, copper pot. pot. So people would leave it on, and they would get in, and it'd be fine as, you know, when you first get in, you're enjoying a bath. Um, apparently Napoleon loved baths. That was Not a surprise. Weird. That was a weird thing. Um, but eventually it's kind of like the frog in the water, you know, it doesn't know that it's heating up right. and it eventually it dies. That's what happened. People would boil themselves alive. What? Um, 
Yeah. I am speechless with all of this. I'm like, I knew that things were crazy in the Victorian era, but like, this is absolutely nutty. And this is, again, just the, the surface. surface. So We haven't even mentioned Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. We, we haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, but another fascinating thing that this kind of goes back to the uh, Shealy Green or Shales Green. I've heard it called both. both. Mm-hmm. Um Napoleon's favorite color was green. So when he was exiled, he had a bathroom, which he loved to take baths. He spent hours in the bathtub, um, and the room was green. Well, because it was made with copper arsenate, and what act, how you actually poisoned yourself was the damp environment yeah. would help release the toxins into the air, and he would breathe them in. And become crazier than he was. Yeah, so... I don't know if this is true or not. So we all know Napoleon passed away, and eventually his body was taken back Dysentery, to... Dysentery, right? Is what you died of? I, that I don't remember. I, I, it's something like that. It's something yeah. really kind of common. It was something really common. I remember yeah. that. Uh, so when they actually... They resumed... They, uh, res- What's the word? Exhumed. Exhumed, thank you. They exhumed his body and took it back to France. Rumor has it... When they exhumed him, his body showed very little decomposition. So one of the the big rumors is because he was surrounded, he surrounded himself with all that green and all that arsenic got in his system, it preserved him. And a lot of people also don't know that um, formaldehyde is arsenic based. Yes, even to this day. I knew that. Yeah. So so maybe- he basically pickled himself yeah and then died and then basically nothing happened to him yeah you can you can wear you can have it on your walls you can wear it on your clothes it'll help mummify you you're fine you're perfectly it's good wonder maybe it wonder was drug. maybe it was his whole plan to begin with maybe <laughs> survive waterloo pickle yourself i mean hey in some cultures that's like that's a big thing a big thing yeah yeah so that is going to be it for today. As I said, we are going to be doing this as a series through different eras. What do you guys think? Have you guys discovered anything from the Victorian or Edwardian era that just absolutely shocked you? Go ahead and tweet us at O oh Midnight Roll on Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> the, on um, the Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Might as well leave that in. Might as well. So, um,. <laughs> Um, also don't forget to check out the order of the midnight roller uh, website where we have different articles coming up we have a new one out uh, as of yesterday about the critical role 100th episode absolutely um, and so until next time ta-ta, ta-ta. thanks for joining us we hope you enjoyed this episode if you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OMidnightRoll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.